We're up to the Gemara, Daphnon Ches, by the two dots, Be'erich, eight lines from the top. So the Gemara is darshning over here, a Posik and Eichesh. Taitin Posik, B'nei Tzioin Hayekorim, Hamsuloim Ba'poz. Poz is a very precious gem, a very rare gem. In fact, the Gemara, Ma'im Misuloim Ba'poz, what does that mean? We're referring to the children of Yerushalayim, they were Misuloim Ba'poz. Ileimeh, Misuloim is a Lashon coated, they were covered. Ileimeh, they have a Mechvi Be'pizah. They were covered in jewelry made out of Poz. So the Gemara, that's impossible. V'ha'ami de'be'er b'shiloi, tartin miskali estire pizza noches ba'alma. The total amount of this rear gem of puz in the world is only the weight of two slum. That's, that's as much puz as there is in the world. Chode, half of it is b'roimi, v'chode is spread out b'kula alma. So how is it possible that the children of Yishalayim were coated in the tachshet of puz? There's not enough puz to go around. Elo... The the Navi is telling us over here that they were so pretty, the children of Yerushalayim, that they made Paz look ugly. In other words, they were prettier than Paz. So Masalam over here means Aloshan of Shvach, Dr. Ashi. They were Meshubach Biyafion more than Paz. So the Gemara Meikore, Chashividirimoi. The Romans, they wanted to have the, the Chosh of the Romans, they wanted to have pretty children. So, they used to have pictures of pretty women, I guess, or pretty, pretty people on their rings. While they were Mishamash Mitosom, they showed the wives this ring with the tzure. So, if they think about that, the children should be pretty. The Machshavah, Bishaz Tashmash, that has an effect. Famous Gemara Brachas, he used to sit by the Shara Tvila so the woman should see him, and they should have pretty children. They arrive from Yaakov and Demaklis, this is a Yudududu thing. So Mikan Ve'elech, after Chorim Beis when they had captured all these children from Yishalayim who were so good-looking, they had a different Eitzah. Maisi B'nai Yisrael, they brought Yiddish children, Ve'asri B'kare de Purayu U'mishamshi, they tied them to the feet of their beds, while they were Mishamash Mitosam, so the wives should steer at them, and they should have pretty children. One of these children who were tied to the bed told his Chavre, who was also, this Einish that we're getting, where does it say in the Torah? There's a whole Torah, nowhere does it mention this Einish. His Chavre told him, it, 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 it does say in the Torah, it says in the Torah, in Kisavoy, Gam kol choli v'chol maka asher loy kosu v'sei for a Torah, zayis yalam alacha. The Bainish will also bring upon you that's not mentioned in the Torah. What is that? That's this Einish of being tied to the bed for such a Dover Magun. Omar, so the Chaver, the, the Shoyal, asked the friend, I'm also learning Chumash. I haven't yet reached this Pasuk. I never came across this Pasuk. How far am I from this Pasuk? Just a little bit more. Pustu Palga, page and a half away. So the first one said, Had I already reached this Pasuk, I wouldn't have had to ask you the question. I would have figured out on my own that this is what the Torah is referring to. It says in the Pasuk, it's also a Pasuk in Eichet, My eyes were crying so much that it made me look bad from all the children of my city. What is this referring to? There was 400 Bataknesias in the city of Beiter. Each shul had 400 melamdim. Each one of these 400 melamdim had 400 talmidim. 
It's a total of 64 million children. And uh, the Yaivit says, he's bo- the Chari is bothered by Akash, the Gemara says in Baba Basra, Malamud is not supposed to teach more than 25 children at a time. Here we're saying each one taught 400. So he says the 400 weren't all there at the same time. Throughout the day, there was a rotation of 400 children. Originally, when an enemy, a guy, used to walk into the Bismadish, they weren't scared of him. The kids used to stab them with their sticks. But now, when the Banisham let the Oivim overtake Beiter, and they captured Beiter, now, the Oivim wrapped these children in their Svarim, they lit them in fire, them and their Svarim. So Rishim Gamil was saying that he was left over, Mikol B'nais Iri, he was one of the survivors. There's a Gemara, the Mashal Shlazatud, there's a Gemara in Mesech the Saita, Mamash the last Amr in Saita, where the Gemara says over there that Shem Gamliel said about himself that from his father's family, Gamliel's family, there was a thousand children and only him and a cousin survived. So Shaila, whether this is the same memory. Tanarabon, Maiseb Rebbe Yishu ben Chananya. This is after Chorim Beisamikdash. He was the Memunah to go ransom all the kids that were captured. He went to a big city in Raimi. They told him, There is a child over here in jail from the Eden. He has beautiful eyes. He's very good looking. He has beautiful locks of hair. He went to the door of the jail. He wanted to see if this child is a Talmud Chacham. So he said a Pasuk. He wanted to see if this little child knows the Pasuk, it says a Pasuk in Shayo, Minasam the Meshisi Yaakov Yisrael Boizizim. Who's the one that put the Eden in captivity over here? Ono Isa Tinik, he heard back from the other side of the wall how the Tinik is finishing the Pasuk, Va'amar. And he said the rest of the Pasuk, Haloy Hashem, Zuchaton Uloy, Vleyov Bidrachov Haloyh, Vleyov Shamu Bitayosay. This is the Rabbinish Shalom who we didn't listen to him. Omar Abshubhanani said about this child, Muftachni by Amshur, that he'll be a great Rav one day. I guess he was such a little child and he knew the Pasuk. He made a shvua, I'm not going to leave from here, that I'm going to pay any amount that they want. Omru, that's what happened. He didn't leave till he ransomed him for a lot, a lot of money. And his... And his nevu was in the sky, and that this child Taka ended up being a Meirah Harabi Yisrael. Who was he? Uman Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. Now the this was not the famous Kengal Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha because we're talking about that he was a child after Churban by Sheni. It must have been an Einikol of Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. Taisa says, "What's Taka Pshat? We saw before in the Gemara, you're not supposed to ransom Shvuyim more than they're worth. Why did he pay Kalmam and Shabbaelam?" Taisa gives two truths. In one terrace, he says there was Sakonis Nefashis involved. Which is a shayla we spoke about. The Pesachuvi brings down machlekes a paiskim whether the makom sakanas nefashes your poider for yosim mechdei demeim. The other mahalach he says is that because he was muflug bechachma and he saw that he has a tremendous potential, so therefore he made an exception. Zog the gemar. Omer gudem rav maise bebnoi ubito shal yishmol ben alisha. This could be they were actually children of the famous yishmol ben alisha. Shen nishbu lishnei adoinim. They were captured by two different. Uh, masters, one that took the son and one took the daughter. These two masters met together. Each one was saying the praise of his slaves. This one said, I have a slave, a zakhir, who's there's no one so pretty as him. 
Yashli Shivcha, I have a maid servant, Shemach Halalim Kulukiyaf, there's no one as pretty as her. Amru, they said, you know what, let's match them up. Let's marry them off. And probably this union will produce beautiful children. And we'll split up with the children. They brought them both into a room. They were One of them sat in one corner of the room. The other one sat in the other corner of the room the whole night. I'm a Koyan, descendant of Kahanim Gedoilim, Eser Shivche. How am I going to marry a Shivche? Vizaisa Maris, and the girl said, Ani Kahanis, Bas Kahanim Gedoilim, and also the Ebed, I'm going to marry an Ebed, Ubachu Kalalaila, the whole night they were crying. They couldn't recognize each other, it was dark. Kivan Shalom of the Shacher, once it became light, Hikiruzazah, they recognized each other, that the brother and sisters, Venafluzazah, and each one fell on each other's shoulder, Vagobibchia, and they cried, Achiyotzen and Shmosen, till they were nifter. From Tsar, Valayan Koinin Yirmiya, and on them Yirmiya was Mekoin in the Pasak and Eicha Al Eila Aniba Echia, Eni Eni Yardamayim is referring to this story. Omer Shlokish, Maise Bi Isha Achas, Vitsofnas Baspanil Shema. Her name was Tsofnas Baspanil, where'd she get this name from? Tsofnas is Alashan from Tsaifa, Alashan from Singh. Shaakoil Tsaifa and Biyafi, she was very pretty, everyone wants to look at her. Baspanil. Is Alashim Pene Kale, Bita Shokoin Godl, she was a daughter of Koin Godl, whose father, her father, Shashimish Lefnai Vlifnim, he was Mishamish Lefnai Kale in the Kodesh Akadoshim. So when she was captured by her captors, Shanis Alba Shavoy Kalalaila, her captor was Ma'anasar the whole night. Lamachar, the next day, Hilbisha Shiva Chalukim, he dressed her in seven coats, he took her out, Vaitzi Lamachar, he took her to the market to sell her as a slave. Ba'adam Echad Shahim Achur Biyaisar, someone very ugly came. Omerloi, he said, Hereni Yasiyafi, I want to see her beauty. She was wrapped up in seven coats, he couldn't see her. Omerloi, so the captor said, If you want to buy her, buy her. Trust me, there's no one as pretty as her. Omerloi, I want to see her. If Shita he took off six of the coats. When he got to the seventh, Ushvi Karata, she ripped it off herself from Tsar. And she covered herself with ashes on the ground. And she turned to Rebbein Yisraelim. She said, "Amr the fun of Rebbein Yisraelim. Imaleinu leichasta kedushas shimcha giber lo malaytachas. Fine, you're not having rechmanus on us, but why don't you have rechmanus on your own name, which is being nizbaza? People are seeing where is the Rebbein Yisraelim's gevuri. He's allowing such a thing to take place. Vale koinin yirmiya, and on her yirmiya was mekoinin. This apostle can yirmiyo. Bas ami chidri sak ve'espal shi be'efer evil yachad asilach misbit hamrudim." This is the Navua that he's saying in the name of Hashem. That Hashem is saying about the Yiddish daughters that are going to be rolling in ashes. The, the enemy is going to come Aleinu. This is Kaviyach Leboi Hashem talking. He didn't say Olaich Leinamer. It should have said, It's a Navua that the enemy will come on you. The Boi Hashem says Aleinu. He's talking about himself. Olaich Leinamer. El Aleinu. Kaviyach Olai Valecha. The enemy will come on me. And you, alive alecha b'ashaydit. And Elena was referring to what we just said before that she said, "Your your name is being nischal too." Al yidei, the fact that you're not uh, doing anything for us. Zogdigmar Amar Bihuda Merav Maidersiv Shteta Pasik says, "Va'ashku gever ubeisay." They robbed the person and his house. What does that mean? Ve'ish ve'ish va'ashku gever ubeisay ve'ish v'nachlasay. What's it referring to? There was someone who was chaymed 
in the wife of his rabbi. Now the Gemara says it wasn't a rabbi who taught him Torah, it was a rabbi who taught him carpentry. It was a mentor. Pam Achas. So what did he do? Pam Achas Hutzrich Lilbois. His his master, his rabbi needed to borrow money from him. Omar Loi, and he asked this Talmud for a loan. Omar Loi, so the Talmud told him, Shigar Ishtacha Etzli, Velvena. Send your wife over to my house and I'll lend her money. Shigar Ishta Etzli, he sent over his wife. Sha Ima Shloishiyom, he spent three days with her. After three days, the rabbi comes to the Talmud and he says, My wife that I sent to you, where is she? I sent her away immediately, but I heard that the children were mezana with her. The reason why he says children's of the Masha, because if it would have been adults, then it would have been an oinus. She would have been mutter labayla. He said, Dafka because Tanaikas probably didn't have the Kayach to be Ma'anasir, it must be she was Mizana Biratsim, therefore she would be Asr the Baila. Omaloi, so the rabbi told him, what should I do? Omaloi, Imatashamela Tsasi, if you listen to what I have to tell you, I have an eight girsha, give her a get. Omaloi, so the rabbi said, Yeah, but I got a problem, Ksubasam Rubich, it's a very big sub and I can't afford it. Omaloi, don't worry about it, Ani Alva, Ani I'll loan you the money, Vitanla Ksubasa. So that's what happened. Omadzevi Girsha. The rabbi went and divorced her on the assumption that his wife was Mizana willingly with these children. Now, this Talmud went and he married her. It came time for the loan of the Ksuba money to be paid, and the rabbi had no money to pay. So the Talmud said, okay, if you don't have any money to pay, come work for me. You become my slave and work for me. The Talmud and the ex-wife of the rabbi were sitting together eating and drinking. Vuhu and this poor rabbi, he was the shamas giving them to drink. Tears fell out of his eyes, and fell into their cups. And on that moment, the tremendous rishis that he did over here, that caused the gzardin of the churb. There's those that say it wasn't on the fact that he ba'avled his rabbi to steal his wife and now to steal him him as well. Ba'amri law, that the gzardin was nechtam al shtei psilis b'ner echot. For the three days that he was mezana with this eishas ish, that was the, on that was the einish. Not on the whole shtikl that he did over here, but rather on the znos that was done with the eishas ish. Mashal says, according to the first shot, you could say that the Hitaka wasn't mezana with her. That he just kept her the later three days in order to make this bilbul that she was mezana with other people in order to get the rabbi to divorce her. Masha also says, this is a chet of a yachid, why did this have an effect on the whole klal Yisrael for a churb? And he says, because the chacham knew about the story and they weren't moich. We finish now with the Gemara of the churb and we're going back to the previous Mishnah. So we saw in the previous Mishnah, halacha lokach mena sekrikin. Sekrikin were those reitzchim that came and they came to someone in order to get them away, not to kill him, he had to offer them his karka. And then the Sekrikim went and they sold his karka to a lekeich. The halach is that it mekchay bottle because the person that gave the karka away to the Sekrikim never gave it away by Shalom. He was just doing it to save his life. The Mishnah says that the dinner mekchay bottle is even if the lekeich also came to the nigzal and he purchased it from him as well, even in that case mekchay bottle, because the, the nigzal can say, I never sold it to you by Shalom. Now Rashi brings down the Mishnah two reasons why 
the nigzal could say, I didn't sell it to you, B'lai V'shalom. One reason Rashi brings, he can say, I only sold it to you, I was petrified that if I don't agree to sell it to you, the Sikrikan are watching what's happening, they'll kill me, because they're going to see that I'm not maskam to sell it to you, that means that I'm planning to take it away from them, and therefore they're going to kill me. So Macham Sayira, I was maskam to sell it to you. The other Pshat Rashi says, not Macham Sayira, but rather, he can tie I was maskam to sell it to you, because I, I wasn't able to take the Sikrikan to the entire, I was too scared of them. I'd rather it come to you. Once you have it, then I can take it to the entire. So either way, I never sold it to you, B'lai V'shol. Zog the Gemara, Amr Rav, this is that it says in the Mishnah, that it's Mekhoi Batl, even though he bought it, he made a Kenyan from the Nigzal. That when he asked the Nigzal to sell it to him, he told him, okay, go make a Chazakeh. So since the only Kenyan that took place was a Kenyan of Chazakeh, Zogtrashi Chazakeh dibure ba'almu, he told him, so Iqalameimer, we could say the only reason he said Lechazekekni is because Hasheni Noyachli. He could say the reason that I told you to be kainin with Chazake is because I'd rather fight with you than fight with the Sekrikan. But if when he bought it from the Nigzal, the Nigzal wrote him a shtar machir, he wrote him a shtar that I'm selling you the Karaka. Because why did he have to write him a shtar? That wasn't necessary. Must be that he sold it to Mbalev even if he wrote him a star, that still doesn't show that he gave it to Mbalev Shalom. Unless, if he wrote a chrais in the star, that in case my Balchayv comes and takes it away from you, I'm going to reimburse you, that wasn't necessary. If he wrote a chrais, is a rai that he meant to make a proper Mechir Mbalev Shalom. So we just mentioned, Rashi said, Pshat and Rav, that if there was a... that... Uh, only by a star, only when he told him to purchase it by Chazaka, only then is a Mekhe bottle, because he could say, the reason I was making it to you was in order to be able to take you to the entire, because I'd rather deal with you than deal with the Sekrikan. In fact, the Masha, one second, Rashi in the Mishnah said two reasons. Besides this reason, he also said a Pshat, that his, the Nigzal's Tain is, I only sold it to you, Machem Sayir. Why we hear the Rashi only bring the Pshat of Hashem in Noyachli? Zokta Masha, because those two reasons Rashi are, are really... Tali in the Machlekes, Rav Shmuel. Rashi here is explaining the reason of Rav. Rav said the reason why the Nigzal could be Chayzer, because he could say the only reason I agreed to the deal was because of Shani Noyachli. Mamele, that only applies by if he said Lechazei But if he gave also a Shtar, that shows that the reason he gave it to him wasn't Stam because it's easier to take away from him than from the Sekrikan. Why did he have to write a Shtar? From the fact that he wrote a Shtar, it shows that it was a full Gemir's Das to give it to him. Mashenkin Shmuel said that the reason why the Nigzal could say Mekhe is because he can say the only reason I sold it to you was because I was petrified of the Sekrikan. The Melezak Shmuel, even if he wrote a Mashtar, he also has the same time. He could say, I wrote a Shtar because I was scared of the Sekrikan. If I wouldn't have wrote you a Shtar, the Sekrikan would have said, Why am I not writing a Shtar? Elamai, I want to take it away from them. So Machmasi Yire, I wrote a Shtar too. If I wrote a chrais, that's not something the Sikrikim would be upset about. That's already an extra bonus I didn't have to give him. If I give him that too, then even Shmuel says, B'chai Gavne, it's not Mekhe Batl. So Kapanam, these two reasons of Rashi is telling the Machaikis of Rabbi Shmuel. Zorot the Gemara, Tanya Kabasid Shmuel. We have a raya from the Braise, like Shmuel, that Dafke B'negeya Chrais. If the Nigzel wrote the Lekeich, a star with a chrais, then he can't say that I never meant to sell it to you. But if he didn't write a chrais, even though he wrote him a star, it's still mekhe bottle because he can say the reason I wrote the star was because I was scared. 
We saw in the Mishnah a similar nidden to Sakrikin, Benegeya, a person whose wife brought into the, a person who, when he married his wife, he was miyachet, the karke for Tashlume Ksube. Then he went and he sold it, even though this karke is Meshubit to his wife's Ksube, he went and he sold it to Lekeich. And Lekeich also bought the karke from his wife as well. The lacha was that the wife could say, even though I was masking to sell it to you, it wasn't really a real true askame. It was just nachasru chasis the bal. I didn't want my husband to be angry. I'm a male mekche bottle. Shtayin the brayse. Reb Shimon Lazar Aimer lokach mina isha. If he first bought the lekeir comes first to buy the karka from the isha, v'chazer v'lokach mina isha, and only then does he buy it from the ish. So there was no reason the woman should have agreed to sell it if Shitaka has no interest in selling it. So then mekche kaim. However, if he first bought it mina ish, v'chazer v'lokach mina isha. Because the woman can say, I was only agreeable to sell it because I was scared my husband would be angry at me. It's only considered a true mechira from the Isha, unless she writes a mashtar with a chrais that in case a bachayv comes and takes it away from you, I'm going to reimburse you, only then is it considered a mechach, without a chrais, even if it's with a shtar. We don't say that mechachayim. Even with a shtar, we still say, Name it, have it to the Rav, because according to Rav, if you write a star alone, that's enough to say Mechrekai. When it says over here that the only way it's Mechrekai is unless she writes a Chrais, we don't mean a Chrais the way we understand the literal meaning of a Chrais, that she's writing a guarantee that she'll reimburse if Lukuch, if, if, if Balachayv take it away. A Chrais actually means star. That if she wrote a star, and the reason why it's called a Chrais is, because she's saying that you can be rest assured that I won't come take it away from you because here's a star that says that I sold it to you. She's not referring if Balchayv take it away, she's referring it's a chrais that I won't take it away from you. So maybe we're talking about a star. And I bazai faket. It's it's like Rav. That it says over here that if she wrote a star, then it's not Mechabotl anymore, like Rav. This is going now on the second part of the mission. The Mishnah said that Bezna Shalachreya made a takone that we don't say mechabotl by lekech menasekrikim. The person that buys it from sekrikim is mechrekaim. However, he has to pay the nigzal 25%. Either he gives him 25% of the karaka or 25% of the value. And like we explained in the Mishnah, because the sekrikim usually sell it for a 25% reduction because they got it for free. So Mamele, we tell the lekuches, it's yours. However, you have to pay the 25% that you saved, you have to pay to the original Bible. So, Zog de Gemara, Torah Rabban, Lokach What happens over here? Sekrikan took away the kark from someone. Then Alekeach came and he bought it from the Sekrikan. Va'ach l'shalashonim b'fnei Bailem. This Lekeach sat in the kark for three years eating pears. B'fnei Bailem. The Bailem didn't say anything. The Nigzal wasn't Meicha. Then, V'chazer Machala Acher, the Lekeach went and sold his kark to another person. Ein l'baylem Alekeach sheni klom. The original Bailam can't come now to the Kayach Sheni and say, listen here, the first person that bought it from the Sikrikim, he was only entitled to have it if he paid me a revia, 25%. He never paid me the 25%. So now I'm coming to you, I'm telling you, 25% of the Karaka is mine. You have no rights to it. So the Lachi is, ain't the Bailam al Sheni club. He has no rights to come to the Kayach Sheni. Mashmoy says, he can't deal with the Kayach Sheni, but he would have a Tainer on the Kayach Rishan. In fact, what's the case? Hey, Chidomi, Idikaton v'Amar minach zavne. 
if the Lekeich Sheni is tining a tainis bari, and he's telling the original Bailam, I know for a fact that when he bought it from the Sekrikin, he also bought it from you, he paid you off the Revia. And Mamele, you have no tainis to this Karak anymore. So if that's the case, with the tainis bari, so I feel the Rishin Nami, the, the, even, why is it the Mashmois that he can only, he, he only can't tain against the second one, but against the first one he could, why would he have a tain against the first one? Even if the Lekeich Rishin didn't sell to Lekeich Sheini, and the original Bailam comes to Lekeich Rishin and tells him, you never gave me the Revia. If the Revia comes with a tain as Bori, and that he knows, he tells him for a fact, I'm taining Bori, that I paid you the Revia, he has an Amonis, because we're talking about here after Shalosh Shonim. There's a Cheskas Gimel Shonim, it's a Chazaka Sheyeshi Matayin, he's taining a tain as Bori that I paid you, and Vaharaya, you weren't moich against me for the past three years. So it's a taina with a chazake, so zikr would be neman. Here it's mashma that he only has, that only the lekech sheni could get out of it. Lekech rishon couldn't get out of it. So the Gemara Elamai, you're going to tell me, idaloikaton. If we're talking about lekech sheni, he has no idea. He's not taining that I know for a fact that lekech rishon paid you the revia. Idaloikaton He didn't say that he knows that he the first Lekeich bought it from him. So then, So then what right does the Sheni have to keep it? The original Bible has a tiny on the Sheni. I'm tiny, tiny Zbari that I was never paid the Revia. You're not telling me that you were. So Mamele, don't tell me that the first person had a Chazaka, so it's a Raya that it was his. Chazaka doesn't work unless there's a tiny. Since there's no tiny Zbari, Chazaka itself doesn't do anything. And for the Gemara Amr Abshashis Lailam, we're talking about over here the Loikatonli. The second Lekeich isn't coming with a Tainis Bari saying that I know for a fact the first Lekeich paid you a Revia. So the Khir Aibazoy, if he's not coming with a Tainis Bari, so why doesn't the Baidam have a Taina under the Lekeich Shani to take away a Revia of the Karke? So if the Gemara could go in there, such a case, Toyanin Liyorish Vitoyanin Lekeich. In such a case, we Taina for the Lekeich Shani. Or who had then if it would have been a Yerush. For example, the person buys it from the Sekrikin, and then he dies, and he's Moirish at Lebanov, or he sold it to Lekeich Sheni. In both cases, Bezdan will taina on behalf of the Yerush and the Lekeich Sheni. They'll taina for them that the first Lekeich paid up the Revit. And there's a Chazaka to go together with the taina, because there was a Cheskas Gimel Shonim, and Mele, the Baalim has no taina. What's the reason that we taina for the Yerush and the Lekeich? Ashi, even according to the Manda Amr, that generally... We don't tain it for the Yerush and the Lekeich. Over here, we do tain it. Why? Because there's a Svarah that Stam, a person who buys from Sekrikim, he knows that the Halach is, he's not allowed to keep it unless he pays up a Revia. So mainly he wouldn't spend his money for nothing knowing that the Bailam can come take it away from him if he doesn't pay the Revia. So the assumption is that he probably did pay the Revia. So mainly even though they don't tain it, they don't know, they don't know how to tain it, we tain it for them. And you have over here also backing up a cheskas gemul shonim, so meila they'll win. However, v'idach the lekeich rishin iton in v'loyton loy. The lekeich rishin, if he tainis after the cheskas gemul shonim, he also tainis the tainis bari that I paid you back the revia. He's neman. He has a chazaka sheshim b'tainit. But if he doesn't tain it, we won't tain on his behalf. Why? Because he knows if he paid or not. So why doesn't he say it? Bishlam the lekeich liyarish. They have no idea. So meila we have a svara. It's mistaber that it was paid for. So but the person himself, he knows if he paid, so why doesn't he tain it? So maybe for him, we don't tain it. Just one tzarachin in Rashi, if you look in Rashi, Rashi says in the Territ of the Gemara, that we're talking about that he was moirishit, or he sold it, 
and the Lekeich or the Yoyish was there Gimel Shonim. It doesn't stem with Rashi before. Rashi before was learning the whole time the Chetzka's Gimel Shonim were talking about the Lekeich Rishon. Why did Rashi change? Tzorachim. So before we go weiter, let's just chazer over briefly what we saw in the previous Mishnah. The din of Sekrikin is Dafke in the Tkufa where the Yiddish blood wasn't so cheap. The Mishnah says when Yiddish blood was cheap, when Goyim were killing Eden right and left, then there was no takon of Sekrikin. Then the Allah was, if the Sekrikin sold it, whoever bought it, it's his, it's not Mechim bottle. Because since Eden were so scared of their lives, when the Sekrikin came and they gave away their karka to the Sekrikin, they gave it with a Gemir's Das, they were Makna Balev Shalom because they were so scared of their life, they knew that they'll never get it back from the Sekrikin because they knew any Yid who chapters with a Goy, one, two, three, the Goyim will kill them. So maybe they were Masalak Das, the Gamri, and therefore... Whoever buys it from them, it's theirs. We don't say Mechabatl. The din of Sekrikim was only after things quieted down, and Goyim were not allowed to kill Yidin. So then, even if Sekrikim come, and the guy gave the karka to the Sekrikim, we say that he wasn't Miyayish, because he hopes one day to be able to get it back from the Sekrikim. Eventually came Mishnah Reine, and the Chacham said, no, it's not, it's not an Eitzah, because the Maise, if we're going to say the Mechabatl, nobody's going to buy it from the Sekrikim. And the person himself might also be scared to handle with the Sekrikin. So Ebazai, the Karka, is going to stay beyond going forever. So we said, whoever buys it from the Sekrikin, it's his. But tonight that he pays 25% back to the original Baal. Then, the Mishnah says that Rabbi was Moisif, Anutakone, that up to 12 months after the Sekrikin took it away, the original Baalim has first rights to buy it from the Sekrikin. And even if... The Lekeich bought it from the Sekrikin within those 12 months. The original Bailam could be paid it from the Lekeich. He pays him off what he paid, and he gets it back. After 12 months, if the original Bailam didn't do anything, then we say that whoever buys it from him, Mechakayim, but tonight that he pays 25%. And the reason was because this that we said, that the original Bailam has first rights for 12 months, is because Me'ikra Din, the, the Bailam wasn't Me'yayish. So really it should have been Me'chibotl. Just we said that we don't want the Karka should stay Biyad Hagoy, and therefore we said Me'chikayim. So Me'ayla, we gave him a right for 12 months that he can get back his Karka. But once 12 months passed and he didn't do anything to get it from the Sekrikin, so then we say that the reason he didn't do anything was because he's still so scared of them. So just like before... The, the matzav was better. The halach is that a person is so scared of Sekrikim that he's makna b'leiv shalom. So here too, after 12 months, if he didn't do anything, we say he was probably makna b'leiv shalom. And Mamela, therefore it's mekhekayim, and he can't take it back anymore. However, we still have the takana that the lekeach should pay him 25%. Kumti the gemara toner rabbanon. Habom, till now we were talking about Sekrikim. What happens? It wasn't Sekrikin that took it away from the Baidim. Haba Machmas Chayv, a guy comes because the Yid owes him money and he grabs away the Karka for payment of a Chayv. Or Machmas Anparis. Rashi says Machmas Anparis means it was Tam Ba'alma. It wasn't a Sekrikin where the Yid was scared of his life. It was a Gazlan who took away the Karka without paying. He forced him to sell it. So in this case, there was no fright that I have to give it away to him because I have no choice, I'm going to get killed. In this case, there's no din of Sekrikin. So what does it mean there's no din of Sekrikin? So Rashi explains like this, that if this Gazlan went and sold it to another Yid, so the halacha is that this Bailim could go take it away from that Lekeich. 
And even after 12 months, by Sikrikim we said that up to 12 months, but after 12 months, then the the the, the, the has all rights. No, here even after 12 months, whenever he wants, the Bailam can take it away from the Lekeich. And Rashi adds, he can take it away Bechinam. He doesn't even have to reimburse the Lekeich, what the Lekeich paid to the Sikrikim. He has the right to take it away, because he was never Miyayish. We're not talking about someone that he was scared of his life. He was never Miyayish, it's still his. And therefore he has rights to take it away from the Lekeich. I, in a case where he left it for 12 months, Biada Gazlan didn't say anything, so why do we, in such a case, just like by Sekrikim, we said that after 12 months, he has no rights anymore. Zokdrashi, yeah, by Sekrikim, we say that after 12 months, he didn't do anything, is a raya, that must be, he's really scared of these Sekrikim, and therefore, he was talking Moichel B'Leiv Shalom. But here we have no raya, he's not scared of these Gazlanim, they're not murders. So even if 12 months passed, we say the fact that he wasn't, uh, the fact that he didn't go to the Gazlanim and take them to Din is simply because he didn't, he didn't have a chance yet to do it. But he never gave up yet. So therefore, the Mechira is not Chal whatsoever and he can take it away even Bechinim. Other Yishayinim, Taisis brings down in other places, Rabbi Nagashim argues. Rabbi Nagashim says he can take it away from the Lekeich, but Avadi he has to pay. And the Shaila is, the Machlech Rashi Rabbi Nagashim is how do we view the Lekeich Rishon. Why could the Bailam take it away? The Lekeich Rishon paid for it. The only way the Bailam would have been able to get it was is by paying for it. Now the Lekeich Rishon paid for it, so you should have to reimburse the Lekeich Rishon. So the Pshat and Rashi is Alta Mavri Rashi held that this guy who bought it is a Mavri Chari. Mavri Chari, there's no, there's no uh, you, can't, you can't charge him. Taisus argues. Zog to the Braise. So again, Machmas and Paris, Ein Boi Mishum Sekriken. Van Poris Atzma, however, the case of Van Poris, the first Shnei Master Chaydish, the Bailam has first rights to it. Only after Shnei Master Chaydish, then the Lekeich can take it. But Teich Shnei Master Chaydish, the first Bailam has all rights, and he gets it. Frag the Gemara, what does that mean? You just, the Bryce is Saiser itself, Minayubei. You just finished saying that Anparis doesn't have the din of Sikrikin. So if it doesn't have the din of Sikrikin, then even after Yud Beis Chaydish, he can take it away, and he can even take it away by Chinam. So the Gemara, you're right, it's a mistake of Yud Lashna Braisa. Hachi Kamer. Sikrikin atzma tzrichashatashi Yud Beis Chaydish. By Anparis, the din is, he can always take it back. The Mekkech is bottle, and he gets it back even by Chinam. But by Sikrikin atzma, in a case when the Gazlonim were Sikrikin, so then, it's Takatol in Yud Beis Chaydish. For the first Yud Beis Chaydish, the Bayadim has the first rights to it. And if the Lekeich bought it, he could take it from the Lekeich. He got the has to pay. By Sikrikin, he has to pay. But after Yud Beis Chaydish, then the Lekeich has the rights to keep it as long as he pays him the Revi'a. I just have to add that Taisarosh says that this is that Rashi says by Anparis, the Bayadim has the right to take it away from the Lekeich Bechinam. Zokta Taisarosh, Alibi the Rashi that says Bechinam. That's dafke by Anparis. But by the case of Chayiv, if the guy actually took it for a real Chayiv, then for sure, the Baidim, if he takes it away from the Lekeich, he has to reimburse the Lekeich what he paid for it, because the Baidim is a true Nehenna, because he really had a Chayiv that was just wiped off. The Rishash says that you could learn that when Rashi says you go back and take it, Bechinam is going even by Bachayiv. And the case is it wasn't a real Bachayiv. It was Tama Alilas Shav that the guy claimed to have a Chayiv which he never had. Zog de Gemara Amr Rabbi Yosef Naktinon, 
Einan Paras Bibavul. So the Gemara understood that the Gemara means to say over here, Einan Paras Bibavul, that there is no such Metzias as these, what's on Paras? We said before on Paras are these Gazlonim, they're not Sakrikin, they're not murderers, but they stand, they come, they steal people's karka. So we understood the Gemara saying, Einan Paras Bibavul. Today there is no such Metzias in Bavul of Goyim coming and forcing a Yid to give away his karka. Memele, what's the Nafkamin is Akhtarashi? That if a Yid comes and he's ma'ar on Stechaveir, and he says, this soda that you have, by the way, was my karka, and you bought it from an Amparis who stole the karka from me. And I bazoi, give back the karka to me. He'll bring Edim, that at one point, this karka was his, and he's going to say, how did you get it? Because Amparis stole it from me, you bought it from them, and therefore I want it back. There is no such Metzias today. So maybe you're not believed when you say such a thing. So how could you say such a memory? The Metzias says, look around and you'll see there are empires. There are people that come and force people to hand over their karkois. So what does the Gemara mean? That there's no din of Anparis Bebavl. Till now we said that in the case of Anparis, if someone stole a character from someone else, the Bailamari Yishoyinim was never Mevater on it. And if somebody goes ahead and buys it from the Amparis, the Bailamari Yishoyinim can take it away Bechinam. On that we say no, that today there's Eindin Amparis Bebavl. That the person who buys it from the Amparis doesn't have to lose it. My time. Kivim de Ikebe Davr. Today there's Batidinim all around in Bavl. There's Shaiftim that are there specifically to take care of such Amparis. And this Bailam, who was the Nigzal, didn't go to these Botidinim to Taina against these Anparis, and he could have done that. So we assume that he was Meichel, he was Mavater, and therefore the people that bought it have the right to keep it. He received a karka through taxes, from the people in the valley. What is going on here? The Matthias was like this there was a big valley with many Sadas. The king charged taxes, land taxes. So the whole valley was charged one lump sum of tax. And the people in the valley divided that tax based on how many square feet each person had in his southern. So they divided the whole tax based on the, let's say, square feet of the land. And each person, based on the square footage of his southern, that's how much he had to contribute to this tax. There was one person that collected the tax from all the landowners, and he paid it to the Shliach HaMelech, to the tax collector. So the story over here was, Dr. Ashi, that one of the people, in the, one of the Baliyasodis in the valley, or some of them, they left and they weren't here when the tax collector came. So the, 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 the law was the tax collector doesn't go after the individuals. The whole collective bika has to pay for it. So maybe the remaining owners that are here, they have to supply the full amount of the tax for the whole valley. So Mamela, they don't want to pay, the other landowners don't want to pay out on someone else's field, and they have no choice. So what they do is, they sell the rights to the people who abandoned the valley before the tax collector came, they sell the rights to those fields, the people who are willing to pay the taxes. So Gidl Bariloi was the one who picked up the tab, he paid the tax on behalf of those landowners who left, and in return for that, he was able to eat their payers. So that's what happened. Gidl Bariloi Kabul Are, he received those lands of the people that left, Betaske for the payment of the tax, the Bnei Baga from the people that lived in the valley. Then Agdim Vyov Zuzi the Tlashnin. Not only did he pay this year's taxes, he prepaid the next two years' taxes. And his plan was like this, he'll be able to eat the next two years' payers as well. Lasaif at the end of the year, 
the original owners of these fields came back. They told him, the first year's taxes that you paid. Okay, very good, you paid, you bought the rights to the car, you were able to eat the payers. Thank you very much, now we're back. We're going to pay taxes for the next two years. And now, we're going to continue eating, this is our field. So, the problem over here was, the way Rashi learns, Rashi learns over here, interestingly, that the Melech collected the taxes based on the owners. So if the some of the fields transferred ownership, even if someone already paid taxes, but now that there's a new owner, he was charged taxes. So it comes out, this that the Gidl prepaid two years didn't really help anybody. Because now that the owners are back, the, the Melech is going to charge them for the next two years' taxes, and he's not going to take into Cheshben the fact that Gidl already paid. He views it as a transfer of ownership now to the original owners, and now they're responsible. So the, the new owners are tying, we don't want to pay anything because we still have to pay taxes. The old owners, the, the, the other landowners in the Bika, they, they, also, they also don't gain anything over here. But Rashi seems to learn that the Gemara's Taina was now, so these people came with Gidl to Repope, and Sover Repope wanted to write, the way Rashi learns, that he wanted to write a star for Gidl that he should be able to take money from the Bnei Baga, from the other people in the valley. Taisvis clearly argues on Rashi. Taisvis says that he didn't want to write them a star tirfa to take from the Bnei Bagi. So Taisvis, the Malahen Lefroya, Masha what's the Havim in it that they should have to pay because this person prepaid? It's Takashver and Rashi. You have to understand what right does he have to take from them? What shaykhs do they have over here? Taisus learns that he wanted to give him permission to be goyve from the people who owned this karka that he was eating from. So according to Taisus, you can say simply that Taisus didn't hold the Metzius like Rashi. It could be Taisus held that once they prepaid the taxes, the Melech didn't collect again just because the old owners came back. So Eibazai, they take, did prepay the taxes and they saved the original owners from the next two years' taxes so that's why he wanted to write the mashta, write Gidlashtah, that he can go collect to re- get reimbursed for the taxes that he paid from those owners who he prepaid on their behalf. The Marshal says the reason why he had a right to go back to the original owners was because if not for them leaving, then he never would have paid the taxes. It's only because they left and he came in, so therefore they were a guy. A kalpanim. So that's what that's what Papa wanted to do. If you're telling these people now that they have to reimburse this Gidl for the money that he paid, you're giving this a din of Sekrikin. In other words, you're viewing the Melech as Sekrikin, that the Melech Ke'ilu came to take away their Karka, and it's as if Gidl bought it back when he paid the taxes, as if he bought it back from the Sekrikin from the Melech. And just like by Sekrikin, the Mishnah says, the Maskana, the Mishnah Chorayna holds, that if someone buys it from the Sekrikin, we let him keep it, and all he has to do is pay back 25% to the Bailem Rishonim, or if the Bailem Rishonim wants to take it from him, it's within the first 12 months, then he has to get, the Bailem Rishonim has to reimburse the Lekeich. So Lekeich doesn't lose any money. So Mele, you want to do the same thing over here. You want to view the Melech as a Sekrikin, you're viewing Gidl as the one who bought it from the Sekrikin, and now... If the Bailem Yishayim wants it, he has to pay up to, to, to the Lekeich. And that's not fear, Zakhtar Why? Because this is not a case of Sekrikin. 
the Melech never took away the karka. All the Melech wanted was the taxes. And when he paid the taxes of the first year, the Melech was very happy with it. He had no problems. Who asked these people to go and prepay the next two years? These people, this Giddel who prepaid two years, he lost his money. Nobody is to reimburse him. It's a shtikum tasam, this whole shakli v'tayr in the Gemara. Why did the Gemara shtal tuts the Greek? The Gemara could have asked a simple question, that why are they m'chayiv to reimburse him? Nobody asked him to prepay. We saw in the Mishnah, Zoom Mishnah Rishayinu, Bezna Shalachreim Omru HaLekeich Menasekrik and Nois Labayadam Revi'ah. We were misakin that whatever the Lekeich buys belongs to him. It's not Mekech Batal. However, he has to reimburse the Bailim Revi'ah because he got the price for cheaper from the Sekrikim. Sekrikim sold it to him for less than the market value. And that difference is Revi'ah and that Revi'ah he has to pay to the Bailim. The question is what Revi'ah refers to. Omer Rav, when the Mishnah says he gives the Bailim Revi'ah, it means revia bekarka, oi revia bemois. That means that he, so the way the way Rashi explains over here, Rav Shita is that he gives him a revia is referring to the money. Let's say he paid a hundred dollars, so a revia he has to give him a, a quarter of the amount of money that he paid, twenty five dollars, and he could pay that to him either bekarka or revia bemois. In other words, this revia of the sum that the lekeach paid the sekrikim. He has to give back to the Bailam he's showing him, and he can either either give him that Revia the $25 Bekarke, or give it to him Revia Bemois, give him $25. Which means that if he's giving it to him Bekarke, it comes out, he's actually giving him a fifth of the Karke. Because we're understanding that if the, he bought it from the Sikrikin and he paid $100, so really the price was $125. So the Sikrikin lowered the price by a fifth which is a quarter of the money that he paid, which is $25. Shmuel Omar, when the Mishnah says that he gives him back Revia, it means Revia Bekarka. You actually have to give him a quarter of the Karka that you bought. And if you want to give him money, Shehin Shlish Bemois, that would be a third of the money you paid him. It would be $33, not $25, because Shmuel holds that the Sikrikim lowered the price by a quarter, not by a fifth. The Maikamifilgi. Shmuel held that they lowered the price a quarter. That he bought it for a fifth of the price of a discount. So that's the Machlaikis. I think we're in the Braise that Zu Mishnah Yishayne. Bezden Shlachayim Omru. Halekeach Manasakrikin. Naisan Labaylim Revia. He has to give the Baylim Revia. However, if this revia is made up of karka or moiz, it depends. Yad bailem al The bailem is the one to decide if he wants that revia to be paid in cash or in karka. Ratzu be karka noitlin, ratzu be moiz noitlin. Fierta is the brayse. Emesai. When do we say this halacha that the lekeach gets to keep the karka? That's dafka bezman she'ein biyodon likach. The bailem doesn't have enough money to buy it back from the sekrikin. Avul yesh biyodon likach. If the bailem has enough money to buy it back from the sekrikin. They have first rights. Rabbi Hoishiv Bezdin Vinimnu. Afterwards, Rabbi was Moshev Bezdin, and he said, If the Bailam wasn't paided from the Sekrikin within twelve Chadashim, then he loses his rights to be the first person to buy it back. Now, the Lekayach could, 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 could be the one to keep it forever. 
Aval noisan lebaidem revia bekarke or revia bemoist. This is basically our mission, but our mission just finishes off aval noisan lebaidem revia. In the Bryce, it says clearly aval noisan lebaidem revia bekarke or revia bemoist. So it's very much mashma over here that the lotion of revia, what you have to pay him, is a revia of the money that you paid. In other words, if you paid $100, you're paying him $25, and you have a choice. That revia you can pay either Bekarka or Bemois. Because this is Mamash the Lashon that Rav used. Revia Bekarka, Revia Bemois. Am Ravashi, you have no Rai from this Brice. Kitan Yahi, this is that the Brice has said, Revia, which is Mashma, you give a revia of the Mois, is talking about La'acha Shabo Mois Liyode. Which means like this, La'odam Pshatan the Brice is, when the Brice says, that you give Revia Bekarka, Revia Bekarka actually means uh, 25% of the Karka, not 25% of the money paying in Karka. Revia Bekarka means like Shmuel Taka. You give him a quarter of the actual Karka. Oi, if you're giving him Mois, you're giving him a third of the money that the Lekeich paid. Again, in this case, the Lekeich paid $100, so you're really paying a third which is 33 and a third dollars. The reason why the Brayse calls it Revia, Revia B'mois means if you add together the third, the 33 and a third that you gave the Balabais and the other hundred that you gave to the Sekrikin, so together it's 133. A quarter of that is what you ended up giving to the Balabais. That's a shtickle mod but what it means is when you're giving a Revia B'mois to the Balabais, the reason we're calling it Revia is when we're adding what he paid the Balabayas together with what he paid to the Sekrikin. You add all that together, 133 comes out that $33 comes comes out that, that a quarter of that total sum was paid to the Balabayas. But La'ilam, when you're cheshbining the amount of money that he actually laid out to the Sekrikin, it's only a third of that that he's paying to the Balabayas.